This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCube, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. Kim Stevens is no stranger to South Africans, and especially if you found her during lockdown when she wrote many humorous posts, helping many of us get through. Uh, But the incredible writer has taken that step into the deep end, literally, and uh, and she's just published a book called Hold the Line, and I've got her on the line, and we're chatting about what it's like to be a published author and and sort of what it feels like to put yourself out there. Maybe a little bit of vulnerability, I would think. Kim, welcome to the Good Things Guy podcast. It's great to have you here. Brent, this feels like one of those amazing full circle moments. It's like, it's yeah, you've been such a huge part of making this book happen, sharing my lockdown writing, boosting my confidence enough to think, okay, maybe. And I know the last time we did a podcast, I said to you, well, you asked me what's next. And I said, I promised a friend I'd finish this book. So yeah, finally, here we are. Well, I mean, this is, it is definitely full circle for me. Uh, it doesn't matter what day the listener is listening to this podcast, but today, while we are recording this, I literally met you for the first time two years today on the August the 4th, 2020. You and I, we planned to meet. You'd flown up to Joburg. Um, and, and it was still during that crazy time in lockdown when uh, there was no alcohol. Uh, we couldn't touch. We had to wear our masks. Um, we, we, I mean, I wrote a little bit about it in, in the forward of the book. But, but we sat in a Lovo and we just hung out. And it was the most incredible meeting for me because I felt like I was meeting someone who I could call a mentor. Your writing is unreal. Um, your vulnerability in your writing, the rawness of it is is really quite spectacular. And at the end of the meeting, this lunch, this uh, this lunch that we had on a cafe in a little cafe in Elova, we we were like, screw it, screw the regulations. I need to hug you because you are an incredible human being. And and that's where our friendship really started. And uh, two years later, to the day, I'm interviewing you about this new book which you've just published, Hold the Line. How does it feel to be a published author? So to be fair, I feel like I'm walking around naked in Century City on payday Saturday. That's how I feel. <laughs> it's it's absolutely surreal. It's, um, as you said, there's a, a massive degree of vulnerability because it's a very, I've, I've interwoven quite a personal story. And um, it's all very well sort of sitting in your kitchen, sipping on a glass of wine and, and, and typing late into the evening and then kind of putting forward a book um that that doesn't feel so exposed or or selecting pieces of that to put onto facebook that that people read now the whole thing is in everyone's hands and it's super exciting you posted a picture just now you'd spotted it in a in a bookstore in joburg and 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 it's next to something about the queen and then michelle obama's there and i'm like that's that's crazy i'm pinching myself that my my book that i jammed out at the kitchen counter is now sitting amongst greats <laughs> and it's going to yeah just do its best sales wise it's super exciting but terribly terribly scary at the same time all right, so so let's let's talk a little bit about what the book is about, right? So on the cover, it says one woman's observations of lockdown, love, letting go, 
and going viral. Uh, is that it in a nutshell? Yes. So there are pieces of that book that I started up to six years ago. Some of them are, they've been lurking around, you know, as you change laptops and things, they kind of get passed along and, and there it sits waiting for a moment of inspiration where it all came, kind of comes together. And then during lockdown, I wrote um, all those sort of poking fun at middle-class South Africa and the strange responses we were all having from the conspiracy theorists who were doing flick flacks in their, in their foil hats to, um, you know, the, the ever optimists that believed that the, the pandemic had come for all of us to press pause and we were going to live, laugh, love our way through it. And we were, we were really funny, you know, in the burbs and it was a bizarre time. So I also was basically unemployed because I was in sports marketing before COVID hit and then, you know, COVID hit and there was no sport. So, I didn't have much else to do but drink illegal gin and write stuff. And so thankfully, I then ended up with a, a, a glut of writing that I could use to, to bring the book together. So the book talks about my childhood, growing up as a privileged white South African in Rondebosch in Cape Town, and the situational blindness of that upbringing. You know, we were sort of taught only aspects of our, our country's history. And then we were part of the generation that embraced um, South Africa opening up and what that meant for us and what changed and what didn't change. So I've, I've incorporated a lot of that. I don't have wonderful things to say about current government um, or any government, to be fair. Um, I poke fun at everybody, including myself. Um, I definitely don't take myself too seriously in the book. And I'm, I'm using, as South Africans do, humor to to tell a story, which starts with teenage pregnancy. I was a mum at 18. And it evolves all the way through the book to, to embracing my sexuality in my 40s and understanding that I wasn't quite as straight as my Catholic upbringing had um, expected me to be. So it's just unpacking all those human truths, trying to kind of bring humor through with all of it and um and hopefully hopefully i will cause more laughs than than tears through the book i think you you will and i've read a couple of pages i didn't just go take a photograph of your book today i actually went and purchased one to support you and that's going to be a gift uh to to my mom and dad because uh yeah getting to write that forward was um was was something that was just so surprising um that that you that you asked me when i got that email that day I actually had a huge lump in my throat and I have one now too. I walked into exclusive books today and I said, uh, I'm here to get Kim Stevens. Hold the line. Do you have copies? You must have copies. And and the gents at exclusive books uh, down the road from me in four ways more, he was like, we've we've only got two. They've, they've sort of been selling out. And I was like, what? That's insane. I need one. And he took me to where, where they were um, in that space between the Queen and Michelle Obama. And and I picked it up and I opened up the book and I flipped to the first couple of pages and, and I saw my name in your book. And for me, that was just a, such an incredible moment. And I just maybe want to thank you for inviting me to write the forward. Um, it's, it's just such a beautiful there's, thing that you asked me to do. There's nobody else that that would have been appropriate or that I would have wanted to write that forward. Your kind of ability to tell stories attach humor to so many situations, bring positivity into very dark places is such a gift. And it's it's really incredible for me that as a friend and as somebody who 
uh, look up to in the industry as a, a good news journalist. Um, it's just brilliant that you that you write there. And then incorporating elements of your father's running career and so much of my book touches on ultra distance running as well. It just flowed so beautifully. So I'm really grateful for for your contribution to the book and for you know being the the brave first first few pages of Hold the Line. Thank you. <laughs> I'm I'm also a published author. Those three and a half pages. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna own it. Um, Kim, I need to ask. <laughs> The uh, the title, Hold the Line, what does it mean? Where does it come from? So Hold the Line has a lot of meanings to me. Um, I think that as a country, we need to collectively hold the line. You know, soldiers going to war, they talk about them holding a line, um, standing together. And I think we have so many differences in our in our complex uh, makeup of South Africa, that if we started focusing more on what we have in common and our similarities, and in so doing hold the line, we'll, we'll run out of enemies, we'll run out of conflict. Um, we've been systematically divided by, by various governments over the decades, um, because divide and conquer is obviously a good strategy when you don't want your voting Part, you know, um, community to stand up against you as a government. So it's really seriously high time, long time ago, in fact, but it's high time because we can do it now that we hold the line um, as South Africans together. Um, hold the line is also a- attached to sport. I-, I talk about starting races and I tell a story about one of my most disastrous comrades um, starting uh, experiences and people will have to read the book to to get that story because I can't actually say it loud out loud it's it's not family friendly also you don't want to give too much away we need we need these books to sell Kim. true true <laughs> and so yeah I talk about holding the land standing on towing the land beginning a race um and then there's some there's some lyrics that I explain in the book as well that uh, resonated with me at a particularly difficult uh, juncture that my oldest daughter and I went through um and there were some lyrics that that I listened to on repeat um from a song called hold the land speaking about your eldest daughter um I, I believe and I may be wrong here uh, feel free to to lambaste me offline, but there's a story behind the cover as well, isn't there? Yes, there's a there's a really beautiful um, cross generational story with my cover. So it features it's an illustration based on an image of my gran, my mom's mom, my maternal grandmother, Ganob. Bev. So that is her on her honeymoon, somewhere between Cape Town and Port Elizabeth at the time. Um, and the, her whole love story, her and my grandpa's love story, is a chapter in the book. And I'm definitely not giving any of that away because it's one of my most treasured stories. But that photograph is on my fridge. It's a beautiful black and white image of Ganobev and a vintage car. And my grandpa took it. Um, and I asked my daughter, she's 25 now and she's a qualified, well, she's an artist in her own right, always has been. She also has a degree in visual art. And I said to Tracy McDonald, who's my publisher, um, I said, I'd want my daughter to do the cover. And she said, mm, they've got a team and it's included in, in her publishing agreement that they do the cover because it's quite a, it's an art, obviously, and, and, and each kind of des- design is different. So she was a little reluctant. And I said to her, I promise, she's brilliant. Can you can you give her a shot? And Kaz produced two options. And Tracy said, absolutely, it's beautiful. It's very different. It stands out. And it's it's perfectly aligned to the various generations of stories shared. So it's by my daughter and features my grand. It couldn't be more perfect. Mm, it gives me goosebumps when you when you said it like that. Um, tell me, 
so it's out there. How long has it been out there for now? So I got uh, an assignment of early copies um, nearly two weeks ago, which have been almost all sold to friends and family and cheap as I'm grateful. So I've had that. It was almost like a safe launch for me. <laughs> I got feed. They're not going to say anything nasty. But Monday it went into bookstores. So it's been out for what, three, four days now. Um, and it's available on Kindle format on Amazon. So yeah, now it's out in the public hands and I've got to put big girl panties on and be completely comfortable with whatever reviews come my way. And have the reviews sort of been coming your way? Nothing from a, um, an external perspective yet. Only friends, family, and some colleagues, and then friends of friends. So that's all been all been positive so far. And I think it would be. Um, I think, uh, you know, I've gotten to know you personally, but even before that, when uh, when I was sharing your, your writings and ramblings from your Facebook posts, who you are shines through. And I think you have this massive heart and you are an incredible storyteller. Um, and these are stories that that need to be told. One of the first stories that that I related back to, and it's it's the start of the journey with you and me when I didn't even know who you were back in 2016, was about running. And and it's that that conversation that you had openly in almost an open letter to Jacob Zuma at the time about taking a run around our neighborhoods to really look at what was going on around us. And and I read that post again today um, when, I, when I got the book because each of these posts that went viral, you've put into the book as well, which is quite awesome to, to re-look at where we were. And, and it's quite crazy because those exact words that you used all those years ago uh, could be used again today, really. A hundred percent. I think I look at at the conflict between our yeah chief of police and and anyone else in a position of of authority in South Africa right now, and the words that are very randomly put together after that run back in 2016, where I said, you know, there's so much going on at a community level that is misunderstood or ignored, um, and I, I just don't believe the majority of South Africans are, are heard or seen. And so it is that we, as as private individuals, as volunteers, as NGOs, as NPOs, we're taking care of ourselves to a large degree, and that's also where that hold the line, come together as a community kind of mantra comes in. Look at Gift of the Givers and and so many others that are just doing incredible stuff every day to alleviate poverty and to to um, stem hunger, um, private individuals, private businesses, big corporations. Um, without that, we really would be falling to pieces in, in many sectors. Well, I'm excited to to promote the book, um, obviously, because I have the first three and a half pages, but but more so because <laughs> I think it's it's a beautiful story and I think it's very timely to to South Africa right now. I've got one last question. Actually, I've got two. You you wrote this book as a promise to a friend. What do you think they'd say if they had to read it? Um, oh, no, you asked me the emotional question. So Reed was a great friend and one of my running buddies, and we very often ended up racing next to each other because we had a we finished at similar times and had very similar running goals. Um, he's one of my most analytical friends. Um, if any sporting event or race was happening and we were tracking runners, you know, through the night, he would be measuring the splits and giving the various scenarios and analyzing the whole thing to pieces. So he probably would have been given this manuscript before it went to print. And he probably would have had 500 sticky notes in it, um, analyzing every line. And um, he probably would have told me to be a little more careful than I was. I've been a little reckless with, with oversharing certain things. But um, but he'd be super proud, and uh, we would have had a Guinness to celebrate the the printing of that book, definitely. Oh, 
Amazing. Um, all right. So, so where can people get the book? Uh, you, you said it's in all bookstores, uh, Kindle. Uh, it's obviously on Amazon stores. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Ball and Tracy McDonald as publishers and, and shelf places have been phenomenal. Um, so yeah, most exclusive books as far as I'm aware and lots of smaller bookstores and, um, yeah, a Kindle version on Amazon. Loot, you can get a hard copy on Loot or take a lot exclusive books online as well. So yeah, internet. Internationally, everyone's options are only Kindle at the moment, but you should be able to get a hard copy online or in bookstores across South Africa at the moment. Go and buy Kim's book. You want to read this. I've only got stuck into the first couple of pages and it is a great read. Uh, that was a trick because that wasn't my last question. I do this every show. Uh, Kim, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to write another book. I think it's been quite a, a journey. I actually was ghostwriter for Extreme Swimmer, um, Ryan Stramroot just before this and it was through assisting him with the completion of his book that I realized it was possible and now that I've gone into taking that step and putting my own name on a book um, and realizing that too is possible uh, I'm going to have to follow it up with another book. I'm excited to see what comes next. Uh, I, as I'm your mate, I will support you in everything you do. Um, I'm also going to be honest. So at the end of this, I'm going to write a review. I'm going to write a real review about your book. I'm very excited to hear your review. And I promise if there's anything negative you need to say, I will take it on the chin. Oh, I love you so much, Kim. Thank you. Don't stop writing. And and while you're working on your second book, don't stop writing on Facebook either. We need your humor. We need your laughter. We love your posts. I see them all over the place whenever you do post them. Um, and I'm just thankful for you and thankful for your insight into South Africa. Uh, and to all of our listeners, go and support. Uh, this is a, a new author in South Africa. Go and buy the book. Um, you're going to love it. That's it for the show. I want to wish you all only good things. That's it. Wishing you only good things. And for more good things, visit www.goodthingsguy.com. Okay? Love you. Bye.